This is the Bible in Depth with PJ. Join us as we take a deeper look into scriptures and study the Word of God together. Now here is Pastor Jim. We're back, and today we're going to talk about, in Colossians 3, raising kids. Isn't that great? Paul has been taking us through this whole putting off the old self, putting on the new self. He's been covering a slew of practical topics. Last week was husbands, love your wives, wives, respect your husbands. And now he's going to give us some parenting tips. Because just like it takes um, a marriage to, to tango to make it work, well, it takes parents to make family, to make parenting work. And I'm not nullifying you single parents out there. I mean, you're doing a great job. It's a struggle and it's hard, but you stuck with it and you stuck with that child. That's a great thing and you should be applauded. But <clears throat> just like in marriage, you have roles. You have roles in parenting. The kids have roles in this parenting process. And we're gonna cover those things today. So hopefully we're gonna say some things um, that make sense, help you out. So here we go. Paul says the first thing is, children, obey your parents. And every parent loves that, don't they? <laughs> I know I do. Let me read uh, verse 20 of chapter 3 of Colossians. It says, children, be obedient to your parents in all things. Don't you just, all the parents out there say, all things. It's great. In all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Oh man, don't you wish all the kids would say, I just want to please the Lord and obey my parents. That would be such a great world. Okay. Let me begin, because I want to talk about some stuff. <clears throat> There's an assumption in there. There's an assumption in children obeying the parents. There's an assumption that there are parents, adults, in the home. Isn't there? Yes, there is. Okay. I want to really drill down on this right here. We live in a culture that is so upside down now. And I think most of us are not for the upside down. I think most of us still think clearly on these issues. But it's a blame culture. They, they, they want to put blame everywhere except where there should be blame. Let me tell you the biggest problem, I think, in America. It's a big problem. And they don't bring it up. It's... There's no, there's no personal responsibility in this. They just want to blame everything else. They want to point to all the symptoms. That's not the problem. You got to go to the root. Here it is. Too many children growing up in fatherless homes. That's why I always applaud you dads who didn't run, who stuck it out, and you lived out your responsibility to raise that kid or kids. How many, how many children grew up angry because dad left or dad was never there to begin with? How many children grew up only to end up in, you know, in trouble, in prison because it was a fatherless home? The judge became the father, the prison became the family, right? How many girls? Grow up, pick the wrong guy. Because there was no man in the home to show them how they are to be treated, to relate to them. There was no man in the home, a father, to show them how a man treats a woman, should treat a woman. So they're picking the wrong guys. 
How many girls grew up looking for a daddy and they find that daddy and that 17, 18 year old guy and they get pregnant at a young age? That's rampant. This is a big problem. You know, you hear the rhetoric. And there's a lot of rhetoric of it. Rhetoric, our schools need more money. Well, they probably do. But if there's no one at home to make sure they go to bed on time, to make sure they do their homework, to make sure they get up for school, to make sure they get to school, to make sure they get there on time. If there's nobody there to do that, then all the money in the world, you could throw all the money in the world at it. It won't do a thing. It won't do a thing. And we'll lose another generation of people, kids, and will weaken our country even further than it is now because the family is fractured and weakened. It's a fact. It's a fact. That's where your old problems are. They're not talking about that in the media. Not at all. Now, let's get to the issue. Paul says, children, obey your parents. Obey is a respect word. Now, we've said it, talked about that last week. <clears throat> now, I'm not giving um, children an excuse to disrespect their parents by not obeying them, but I want you to think about this. Think about it. Just think. Last week, I talked about wives respecting husbands and husbands loving your wives. Question. Is it possible that if we're not living those dynamics in the home, husbands love your wives, wives respect your husbands, if we're not living that dynamic in the home, then are we possibly teaching our children to disobey and disrespect because we're not following God's pattern of love and respect in the home. We're just creating generational curses in our family. Is it possible? You better believe it's possible. Okay, when Nathan, my son, he's my middle child, when he was around four, got him one of those plastic lawnmowers, you know the ones that shoot the bubbles? Those are so cool, huh? I wish I had one right now. But I remember my day off was Thursday. And every Thursday, I'd mow the lawn. I was a youth minister, student ministries pastor. And I'd always dress them in the same outfit on Thursday. Camouflage pants, camouflage t-shirt. I just like putting them in that. And I'd go mow the lawn, and he'd walk behind me with his plastic, bubble-blowing lawnmower. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. And man, he loved it. I didn't tell him to walk behind me. He would just take it and walk behind me. What does that mean? Kids model what they see. Let me say it again. Kids model what they see. Question. What if, what if we as parents the way in our marriage we're treating each other incorrectly is causing a root of disobedience to be planted in our children. 
What a disrespect from a wife to a husband, and what of a lack of love from a husband to a wife, and that child is growing up in this, and he's learning how not to live life, how to disobey God's word. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Now, flip side. Kids are to obey their parents. It's just the what it is. It's what it says. And when they don't, there should be consequences. Absolutely. You know, I don't think there's a lot, but there are some parents, they always tell, oh, little Tommy, don't do that. And Tommy's just destroying the place, you know. No, there should be consequences. Look, I know spanking's kind of outdated, which I don't think is very smart to outdate that. But, you know, that's the way culture is now, keeps moving away from this stuff. But there are other ways to discipline. Take something away from the child that they really want. That'll send a message. You see, when you take something away from them, you have to discipline because they're doing something wrong and they're not listening. You take something away they really want. See, that results in loss and pain. That's painful to lose something you want, not have something you want. That is not a negative message. That is a powerful message that will keep a child out of trouble in their adulthood because they know there are consequences to bad behavior. But our culture is so unwise in this now. The people who are supposed to be so smart, some of them are just off, just off in these areas. Now, let me show you how unwise our culture is in some ways today. What I'm going to tell you is true, and don't tell me it isn't. Don't tell me it isn't. It's true. Today, we have liberal judges and district attorneys, progressive, that are removing or extremely lightening sentences on crime. They won't even prosecute these things. And all that does is lead to more crime because there's no consequences. If you do any reading at all, you know that in San Francisco right now, you know this, that people walk into those stores and they can steal, like I think up to $950, and they can just walk right out of the store with it, and no one's gonna stop them, and no one's gonna arrest them, and no one's gonna do anything about it, because we have this great proposition that they passed, I think it was 47, that they could do that and just, so they won't even prosecute him anymore. And so it's become a big racket up there. Can you imagine having a store there? What a waste of time. What, what, what a waste of time. If people are just getting away with stuff, there's no consequences anymore. They just lighten the load and they think it's gonna help. It has not helped one bit. You've got to arrest and prosecute the evil, otherwise it just gets worse. You see the, Eroding of society. Now, let me show you a couple of things. I want you to think. Think, think. I'm going to show you scripturally something. When the serpent talks to Eve, Eve says, oh, we can't eat the fruit or we'll die. Is that a consequence? You better believe it is. The serpent says to her, you surely shall not die. Oh, God says there'll be consequences if you eat it, if you disobey. And the serpent says, no, there are no consequences. Come on, Eve. But there were consequences. 
But the serpent removes the consequences. That's what we're doing. You let your kids get away with everything they want. The, oh, at the school, they're always at fault. My, not my little Joey. He can't do anything wrong. He's going to think he can do whatever he wants to get away with it. He's going to get older, and he's going to run into situations where he can't get away with it anymore. You see, consequences are good. Let me show you a verse from Scripture. Without swift consequences, the lawlessness increases. The lawbreakers get away with it. Watch this. This is I love this verse. I've always loved this verse. It's in Ecclesiastes 8.11. It says, Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly, therefore the hearts of the sons of men among them are given fully to do evil. Whoa! That's in God's Word. It says, look, people commit crimes, people steal, people do stuff. If you don't take care of that fast, arrest them fast, execute judgment quickly, then guess what? Then people are going to look at that and say, well, we can do whatever we want. We'll even do more. I got away with it. You have to have consequences. They have to be swift. Otherwise, the lawbreakers will now break more laws. Like today. Like today. Kids need discipline. They need parameters. They need consequences to irresponsible behavior. That's how you raise responsible, good citizens, lawful adults. Raise your children to respect mama and daddy, teachers, police, employers, anyone who has authority over them in life. Teach them to respect. Teach them to respect. It's your job to teach them to respect. Now let me tell you parents, there's two things you want to avoid in parenting. And the first one's this. Don't be afraid to discipline your child when they're disobedient. You can't be afraid to do this. You got to do it. You're the adult in the whole situation. The second thing you got to avoid in parenting is this. Don't freak out. Don't panic when you take something away from your child or don't give them something you know is not good for them because they're, and you know, you're disciplined because they're disobedient. Don't freak out when they might tell you something like, I hate you. They're just trying to manipulate you. And those little kids are good at manipulators. <laughs> it's like, when my kids would tell me, I, and they did a few times, I hate you. I'm thinking, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's like, I'm a grown up. You need me no matter what. And if they ever told me I'm running away, okay, go ahead, you're nine, pack it up, buddy. <laughs> where, where are you going? I'll help you pack up. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to be intimidated by a child. No, I knew and I understood I was in a war. And that's my job. And I'm going to raise those kids right. You see, the Bible says this in Proverbs 22, 15. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. But the rod of discipline will remove it far from him. Boy, is that true. <laughs> 
Now, the word foolishness, it literally means, the Hebrew word means silliness or folly. What is, what is, so what's, what's this, this, the Proverbs writer telling us? He says, look, you got, your job is to grow your children up, to leave immaturity, silliness, folly, and to grow into mature adults. And discipline is part of that process. Look, that's your job. That's what you signed up for. And at times, it's a war. It's a war that's fought in the trenches. And the payoff is years away. But the payoff is a great payoff. It's a great payoff. Let me tell you my observation. When I look around at things today, I just see a generation of young people that are broken. Somebody didn't grow them up. They didn't grow them up. They're, they're, they're 20 something years old, doing crazy things, getting in trouble, rebelling against us. They're 20 something physically, mentally, but they're about eight emotionally. And their emotions drive them. Remember, you're a body, a soul, and a spirit. We want to be led by the spirit. In the soul is the emotions, mind, will, and emotions. You don't want to be led by your emotions. They're, they're fluctuate every, all over the place. That body should not be led by emotion, be led by the spirit. You got to grow them up. But you got a generation out there that never grew up. They're just 20 some years old, 30 years old, and they're angry little eight year olds. That's what they are. That's all they are. I got tired of watching them on the news. That was a waste of my time. All I looked at and said, we have not raised a generation correctly. We have not done the right things. Many have just dropped the ball on parenting. But the ball can be picked up. It still can be picked up and we can raise a generation correctly in the middle of a world that has no answers anymore. Their answers are incorrect. You raise your kids right. You stay in that family. You do what you got to do to raise healthy, obedient, respecting of authority, citizens who contribute to the community in a good way. That's what parenting does. Well, I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick it up next time on this whole parenting thing. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or need prayer, please send us an email to hello at nbcc.com. We'd love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and take a second to rate it. Until then, we'll see you next time.